Leadership File on Premier. This is your host, Andy Peck, welcoming you to The Leadership File, the show assisting Christians in leadership to lead as Jesus would lead if he were in their situation. If you're new to the show, a reminder the show is available on demand via premierradio.com or via iTunes. Just type The Leadership File and you can select from several hundred past episodes. I'm delighted to say that my book, The Leadership Road Less Travelled, is selling well. It's published by CWR and Premier and is available at the Premier Shop. The book includes what I've learned about leadership through guests spanning over a decade. Now, it's unlikely that anyone has led others without having a good deal of motivation themselves. We don't follow the lead of the lazy and disinterested, but maintaining motivation over the long haul can be a challenge for us all. As you seek to influence others, you may find kickbacks, criticisms and apathy. You get to feeling, why do I bother? Well, to help us think about maintaining motivation in ourselves and others, I'm joined by Lee Jackson, who is often employed by businesses and charities to do just that. He's a motivational speaker, and as such is often called to speak to employees about increasing their enthusiasm for doing the job better. So welcome back, Lee, to the Leadership File. Thanks, Andy. Lovely to be here. And uh, when you were last on, we looked at the, the speaking side of your work, and now we look at the motivation part. And uh, we said last time you cut your teeth, so to speak, on teenagers who stereotypically can be tough to motivate. <laughs> Yes, um, in my first sort of couple of weeks as a job as a schools worker, so that was a youth worker going into schools, that was my specialty. Um, they sort of put me in front of 615-year-olds and they sort of went, and they sort of pushed me out and went, right, off you go, go and do ten, <laughs> go and entertain them for 10 minutes, you know. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, baptism by fire, I believe they call it. Well, indeed, and um, a lot of people's worst nightmare, I suspect. <laughs> but there yeah, we go. So it, it keeps you sharp. Keeps you sharp, Andy. Yeah, it? yeah, sure. And and I mean, you're you're you travel around. You go to groups. You go to businesses. I mean, how much do you typically know about the groups you're asked to speak to, especially with respect to motivation? Yeah, well, my, my job as a motivational speaker is is to ask lots of questions of my clients. So you know, I do literally ask dozens of questions just, you know where are you at as a business um you know what are the main issues right now is anything happening is there redundancies in the future is there a, you know a downsizing happening there's lots of questions that help me to work out uh, the killer question that i often ask my clients is if you were doing my talk today what would you say to them right and then that kind of cuts to the chase, really, because you know, a speaker's got to—you've got to get to the core of your message. You've got to cut to the chase pretty quickly. So that that question really helps because leaders usually instinctively know if they're a good leader, they know what their people need, you know, uh, what their staff or, or their volunteers need, and right now, and so that that's a great question, and uh, it's always a privilege, kind of going into new places and working out the culture, and also also ways I can help them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what are the key reasons in your kind of experience for a leader's motivation waning? You know, for people suddenly finding they wake up in the morning thinking, "And I, I just don't fancy this," and that goes on and on and on. <laughs> 
yeah, waking up in the morning and saying I don't fancy this is quite a normal thing to happen. I think um, I'm sure in all the uh, hundreds of interviews you've done, Andy, you you know you haven't been super excited by every single one. You know, that's just, <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> that, that's just life, isn't it, Andy? No, you know sure, what I mean? sure. So yeah, I, I think it's different when that starts to happen several days and several weeks and several months in a row. I think that's that, that's different. Um, there's so many, it's such a this is such a broad topic, it's quite hard for me to make, you know, tiny little things make a difference here because actually we could be talking about a hundred different things. Okay, sure. Um, so first of all, I would say stress. If you're doing too much and you're too stressed out, then that is your, your motivation can wane. If you're a leader and a manager, um, I'm afraid to break it to your listeners, but you can't do everything. And if you don't delegate, you'll end up doing everything and you'll spend your time um, what I call firefighting. So I talk a little bit about that with senior leaders. You know, it's kind of exciting to go around all day putting out fires and dealing with little mini emergencies. And it's kind of can keep you going throughout the day. But you get to the end of the day and you think, I haven't actually achieved anything at all today apart from prevent a couple of emergencies. Because that, takes away the sort of energy from your work often so being stressed putting out too many fires with the firefighting attitude uh, that can cause issues and also there's uh, there's mental health issues as well people can be just too busy over a long period of time I, I mean I, I believe that stress is a good thing by the way stress is a great thing because it is fight or flight what's never very good is is stress that's over a long period of time because that ends up in frustration and depression and other mental health issues that can be a problem. So have you, are you living a balanced life? Are you having time off as well as time on? Are you focused? Because um, focus is something I talk about a lot too, Andy. Um, you probably know from your work that you, you know, it's easy to lose focus, and but actually keeping keeping focus is, is a real key, I think. Yeah. Uh, Simon Sinek's... Um book uh finding why finding your why um is is you know the a key key to for many people for motivation what why am i doing this what what is it about yeah. leadership that called me into it in the first place <laughs> yeah absolutely i yeah so my, my, my i'm de uh, in the new year i'm developing a whole new set of presentations and work that i do and it's called get good all right so i'll be known as the get good guy i guess mm -hmm. uh so i've got to get good at presenting get good at school mm. get good at work and get good at leadership because i'm going to put the whole thing into a package Spread it, yeah. and basically the the thing is based around the why question because mm. everyone who does a job like me and i know 600 other people that do that do jobs like me mm. that basically we we always ask why mm. Because a motivational speaker is going to say, "Have you worked out the why?" And when I talk about that, not with Simon, not like Simon Sinek, I don't steal his stuff. I talk about it in my context, mm. and I get leaders to pause a little bit and think, "Why do we do what we do?" Uh, because in their busyness, they forget the reasons why. Yeah. And once you once you press pause, you know, listening to a program like this, maybe sat in an armchair, having half an hour off, thinking. Why, why, is, why do I do my job? Hmm. Uh, becomes extremely motivational. Um, and that works for school kids taking exams and it works for senior executives and CEOs too. Hmm. 
And just just for listeners listening, uh, it's Simon Sinek. Is S I N E K? I was just realizing how it sounded. It sounded like C Y N I C, but it's uh, certainly Sinek. S I N E K. And I think he's got TED Talks as well. Yes, he does. Yeah, indeed. You can you can log on to YouTube and and listen. He's a very listenable speaker. So you know, for some folk, they're they're aware that they they're struggling with motivation and perhaps. You know, like many many church leaders, they're kind of faking it because um, I say many church leaders. I mean, any anyone in Christian leadership can uh, can 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 put on the show appropriately because the, nobody wants to wander around miserable, um, you know, <laughs> um, and, and give off that kind of vibe. So you, you kind of, you know, sometimes you you wake up in the morning and you put your best face on, but but when there's when there's ongoing issues. Um, you know the 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 lingering for for many many months. Um, what would be your your kind of your go to advice for those folk? Is it is it trying to find people to chat to, counsellors, um, fellow workers, perhaps? Yeah. So if you're if you're talking about individual motivation yeah. And, yeah. and leaders, um, then yeah, you you need to understand that um, you're not in this alone. And um, I, you know, as a good friend of mine, Steve Lee. Uh, who was a researcher? He'd be great to have on your show. Actually, mm. he does a lot of uh, a lot of great work, and he's he researches um, World War Two particularly. That's one of his little things that he likes to do, and he tells a story, which is great. And uh, with with his permission, I tell this story too, and it's about the Pluto pipeline. And on the twelfth of August, nineteen forty-four, they started secretly uh, laying a pipeline under the ocean that's what pluto stands for pipeline under the ocean oh right okay and and they started they started laying this pipeline from the isle of wight from from the english coast and the isle of wight on uh, to france because they realized if they were going to do d-day and if they were going to liberate france and europe from the the nazi invasion then they would need fuel and so they secretly they hid it as something else. It just looked like a trawler pulling something, but actually, what the what the, what the ship was doing was laying this pipeline, and the pipeline fed. I think it gave it fifteen to twenty percent of the fuel in D Day because they weren't sure whether fuel would make it in ships because it would get blown up, or if you took fuel in the air, you know, it would get it would get destroyed and stuff. So they basically uh, put this secret pipeline, and that fed. The, the the tanks the tanks and the armored cars and the troop carriers and everything else to help us to move into Europe to help us to win World War Two. And, you know, the question really is, you know, who's in your pipeline? The question is who is helping you? You know, that was the lifeline to help the troops survive right. because, you know, you imagine a tank, how much fuel a tank must, you know, after 80 miles, a tank will just stop because it uses a lot of fuel. So mm. they realize that we need that. And, I, and I'm thinking all the time, who's in my pipeline? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Leadership, leadership is really lonely, Andy, at sure. times, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Absolutely. No, no, thank you. That's I love the love the image. And um, uh, I mean, as, as it happens, Coming from the Isle of Wight, as I do, the um, right. there's, there's questions about a fixed link to the, with the mainland, as, as, as we call it, um, which um, mm. you know so, some are very keen on and, and, uh, and others less so. Um, so uh, I mean, reflecting a bit personally, um, Lee, in terms of your own motivation, uh, you know, 
uh, I, no, no doubt you have you have days when when it's less less and there's less enthusiasm for your work than others, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I joke with my wife sometimes. Uh, I joke with Claire and I say, yeah, what I need today is a motivational speaker. <laughs> and then she she kind of gives me that look like, yeah, you are one. Get on with it, Lee, uh, which is which is yeah. great. <laughs> but yeah, of course, um, that's just life, isn't it? We get tired. We get a cold. We feel a bit miserable. You know, we might have, you know, maybe a slight, you know, a slight little bit of depression here and there. Uh, the seasons affect us in lots of different ways, particularly for some people. Yeah. And I think for me, it's it's the admin and marketing of my job which sucks the life out of me, really. Because mm. uh, when I'm speaking, when I'm out there at a conference or I'm doing something and I've done a keynote on the main stage or something, that energizes me and I love it. Mm. And I love meeting new people. I'm pretty extrovert, really. Um, but then at the end of that day, I can, I'll be tired, but I'm happily tired. When I'm stood sat in a day-to-day, like after I've spoken to you today, I'll be doing bits and bobs of admin and marketing which is which is really me digging digging for gold as we say you know i've got yeah. to do that stuff in order to be able to do my speaking sure you know you know if if you hadn't heard of me then i wouldn't be here now and hmm. you heard of me because of you know emails and marketing and everything else that's just how it works so yeah. Yeah. i think this idea of digging for gold is useful um larry winget is a very famous controversial speaker in the us uh, he's like the most bluntest speaker in the world. That's his kind of thing. He's, he calls himself the pit bull of motivation or something. Right, yes. And he's he's really great to watch, although not for the easily offended. And he um, he he has a simple phrase, and he says it's called work for a reason. We have to be really careful that we're not looking for work to become this kind of. Um, you know, this kind of, uh, you know, red carpet and rose petals and everything smells like a sweetie shop. That's unrealistic part of life. Actually, it's it's a bit more stoicism, really, isn't it? That we have to think, actually, it's called work for a reason. We're getting paid. Most of us are getting paid to do what we do. We just need to get on with that. And we, if we don't, if we realize that that will sometimes be tough, that's okay. Yeah. But if we celebrate the little victories... Like this weekend, me speaking at the, you know, at a big conference with 200 other professional speakers. I've had such a laugh and I've had such good time on and off stage. If I celebrate those little victories, it gets you through the tougher times. But when we're busy, I think we don't stop and celebrate the little victories. Wonderful. You're listening to Leadership Farm with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Lee Jackson and we're looking at motivation. And we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to the Leadership Farm with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined by Lee Jackson. We're looking at uh, the whole process of, of of motivating ourselves and encouraging motivation uh, in our leadership, in our leadership teams. Uh, Lee uh, works as a motivational speaker himself uh, and so is often called on by uh, businesses, charities and, and churches uh, to to come in and give, um, give talks uh, to uh, encourage folk to, uh, to keep going. Um, uh, Obviously, Christian leaders uh, sometimes, uh, Lee, will, will will ask the question: Okay, I'm, I'm not feeling motivated. Is it? Is this part of God's sign? It's time to move on. Uh, particularly, perhaps, if they've been going, uh, working in a church for for many years, or uh, perhaps in a charity situation. Um, any any kind of thoughts on 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 whether motivation is a good uh, indicator of of time for for leaving? 
Oh, fascinating question. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I've had that at times. Um, I think that um, I-, I heard many years ago of a youth workers retreat that used to happen. And it was kind of a secret youth workers retreat for Christian youth workers. And it was those that were basically at the edge of burnout. And uh, they would go away, maybe five or six of them, and they'd have, you know, counseling and help and, uh, you know, a nice retreat kind of thing. And what I found out was at that retreat that maybe, you know, half of them or three quarters of them after that retreat actually resigned oh, well. from the from their job. Hmm. And you think, you think, well, that's not a very good success rate, is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, actually it was because I think they realized that, you know, if their heart isn't in it, um, that maybe it's time for them to move on hmm. and maybe they're not designed for that job, you know? Um, hmm. I think it's good. It's good to just clarify a couple of things here. One is, uh, I believe that sometimes we have jobs and I also believe that we have a calling or a career as well. And I think those those things are slightly different. So if we've got an 18-year-old listening here and they and they work in uh, Domino's Pizza, you know, that's a job. It's, you know, if you're a waiter or a waitress, that's a job. So you're doing it, you, you're exchanging your time for money and you the why there is that I'm going to get paid and I can survive on the money that I'm getting to pay. But if it's something that you th- feel is a calling or maybe even a career, then that's slightly different because you need to be able to do what you do well. And I've had a few moments in my life where I've done stuff that I thought I'd be good at or I thought I'd be I'd do well at, and actually it really stressed me out. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, so I realized that actually that isn't what I'm called to do, you know, True. which is why I somehow found a way of, you know, can I make a living doing what I'm doing now, which is speaking and, and presentation coaching. And uh, yeah, and I managed to do that. So I think it is important to listen, but not in the short term, get some good counsel around you, uh, obviously to be praying about it, to be thinking about it, to reflect on it, but also ask some people because sometimes you just, maybe you're in the wrong job. Yeah, sure. No, sure. Yeah. Um, you you um, obviously are, are, are often talking to to large groups of people about motivation. Um, so, some of those listening will will know, will know that they've got fellow leaders, either staff members in a local church or um, you know, colleagues colleagues in a charity or in a business um, who they need to chat to about motivation because they don't think. They're they're able they're functioning particularly well, uh, and those can be very difficult conversations, can't they? Any any thoughts on 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 how you you kind of motivate one on one? Yeah, I, I think I think the key is listening. Um, I think whenever we we meet people, we we often um, are thinking of what we're going to say next, not listening to what people say. Um, when I've been a boss and I used to run a charity myself, I learned the hard way that I needed to listen more. And once I listened to so every week, I used to meet my staff. So I think I had seven, uh, seven workers, six or seven workers, and I used to meet them every week. And sometimes we'd just be in a corridor and we'd be just hanging out. But I'd meet, I'd spend half an hour a week with every single one of them um, because they needed they needed to to unload on me, and then I needed to listen to where they're at. And um, that was really important. Um, because sometimes people are trying to work things out and they just need a sounding board. Sometimes as a leader, we go in with a, a list of actions that we need them to do. But I think it's important to be reflective and listen 
and then talk about some of the stuff that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I think I think once we do that, it's um, you know I, th- I think it's really important that we that we have that listening ear and not just so busy that we go in with a big list of things and then we just dump on somebody and then and then they kind of disappear and and, and we wonder why they've gone. It's because they that they weren't they didn't feel that they were listened to. You know. Sure. Sure. Um, and reflecting on your um, some of the talks you've you've given to businesses and charities, are, are there, there kind of some highlights when you think back, look back, and you think, you know, I was really pleased with what I was able to do in that situation, and, and maybe some insights as to why it worked so well. Oh gosh, um, yeah, I mean, I have loads of highlights. I mean, I'm, I'm asking you to blow your own trumpet. I appreciate, which may may not well, come it's a easy. Bit weird, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think. Well, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what motivates me and keeps me going. If that would help, yeah, no, in sure, the Context sure. of that. What keeps it? So I talk. I talk about the why, hmm. and I talk about the how because yeah. you need to know how to do your job. You need to hmm. why you're doing your job, how you're doing your job, and then I also talk about resilience or what I call the keeping on going. Hmm. And what keeps me going is when I see a light go on in someone's head, when I see their eyes light up in yeah. the middle of a talk, where I've, that's what I call a ding moment, you know, yeah. where suddenly yeah. you know, the, the ding goes off in the head. That is what keeps me going. Hmm. And I've had that in loads of, and I get lovely emails from people, you know, uh, you know, saying you, that really helped me, Lee, or you've helped me to understand a hmm. co-worker, you've helped me understand that, I mean, I'm in the the right job that I just need to look after myself more, you know, that I need to work on my resilience and things. Those are the things that keep me going. So there's lots of specifics. I won't go into those, I guess. But Mm. for me, it's just seeing that little moment where people go, well, because it's nice to shake hands, people's hand at the end of something. Some people want to ask you questions as you know, maybe one in a hundred wants to argue with you, hmm. um, which is the joy of being a speaker. Sure. But most people just want to say thank you for hmm. understanding me. Thank you for, you know, I guess doing my research helps in that context. And I do a lot of work in the NHS. Mm-hmm. And the NHS is so underfunded and so strapped and everyone is so busy that when they they they, they just love it because they know that I've listened to them. And the first thing I say to them is thank you. And I just thank them and I tell them the story of my kids um, being premature and born seven weeks early and the fact that without the NHS, they probably wouldn't be here today at university. You know, and I tell those stories. And, and again, it's just them pausing and going, oh, yeah, we do do a good job, don't we? Mm. Um, so, yeah, th- those are lovely moments. And uh, that's when God really speaks to me. That's when I feel, um, yeah, when I feel really happy about my job, yeah. You're in, and you're in your sweet spot, as it, as it were, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's right. There will be listeners, you know, look, perhaps looking to book a speaker. Um, Lee, you talked about the the challenges of marketing. Here's here's an opportunity for you if you want <laughs> if you want to take it on on air to, you know, just to, to share your your email details or, or website so that people can find out more. And of course, you've got you've got books on some of the things we've been talking about, which folk can also um, buy or download. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm always happy to talk uh, myself and uh, uh, my PA are always happy to chat to people. So if you uh, are interested in what I do, you can go to leejackson.biz. That's leejackson.biz. And there's information there about my work in schools and my work in businesses to help you to get good at work and to get good at leadership. So I'm always happy to chat. There's loads of books on Amazon. Uh, I'm not the guy who does the carp fishing. There's a guy who does Lee Jackson who's carp fishing. Oh, that's not okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my most recent book is Get Good at Presenting. And that's everything I know about 
doing great presentations in one book and that's available and that's been going down pretty well so get good at presenting and maybe the get good books will come out uh, next year sometime so yeah always happy to chat to people fabulous well thank you for uh, shedding a bit of light on on, on motivation today Lee and um, uh, I'm sure many listeners you know for whom this is maybe a challenge will will uh, be able to um, appreciate some of the things you've said particularly that you know that sometimes it is just about resilience just getting on with the next thing uh, sometimes we maybe imagine that um, everyone else is having a very motivated and, and jolly life uh, and that we're struggling with actually you know sometimes that's just life so thank you for for your wisdom and insight yeah absolutely my my, my pleasure Andy. and uh, it's always good to chat to you you're a great bloke so, thank you. So you're listening to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by Lee Jackson. His uh, uh, website, again, is uh, leejackson.biz, and you can contact him there if you feel uh, you'd like a motivational speaker in the uh, area where you uh, happen to lead. Uh, do um, log on to Premier's website and uh, go to The Leadership File online. Uh, you can go to iTunes and sign up there and get uh, uh, the, your uh, this particular broadcast uh, to your listening device. Um, whenever you uh, you log on and also uh, you can listen to our archives there there's over over a hundred um, to choose from so I look forward to your company again next uh, Sunday at 3.30 thanks for tuning in you've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk Thank you.